Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, we are bringing you a conversation that we had with the mayor of St. Paul about two hours ago. And I say that because you know from following the news that there is a St. Paul police officer who reportedly was shot in the leg just within the last hour. So I just want you all in full transparency to understand that we talked to the mayor of St. Paul, Melvin Carter, before we knew about this, because otherwise, obviously, we would have talked to him about it. The reason I wanted to reach out with him is that the city of St. Paul is doing something that I've never heard of any other city uh, uh, trying to do, and that is a wiping out medical debt for tens of thousands of low-income St. Paul residents. We asked the mayor about uh, the new budget that was just passed and what uh, that is going to mean for the future of St. Paul. Mayor Carter, first of all, the the budget uh, was approved. You have a new city council, a lot of new members on the city council. You, you know, you don't necessarily know exactly where their heads are on some of this stuff. What What's your kind of emotion and feeling about things going through? You know, I'm really excited about the uh, about the budget being passed yesterday. I think it's a really strong and responsible budget that balances forward-focused investments in people's lives and in community uh, with the type of just uh, financial discipline that has led to our perfect credit rating that we have right now as a city. Um, and I'm, I'm certainly excited about the medical debt uh, reset initiative. Uh, and I'll tell you, I'm looking forward to working with the new city council members. I, I think, uh, by and large, uh, they share my approach to the city and my approach to the, the role of government in our community and looking forward to the journey. The idea on relieving medical debt, there were some critics at the front end of this who said, look, is this really the job of a city government to relieve medical debt of its residents? How, how do you respond to that? You know, that's a that's an interesting argument because I haven't heard anybody say, and you didn't say that you had either. I haven't heard anybody say this isn't a real need or that doing this won't really help. Yeah. I've just heard people say, hey, is that our job? And I don't ascribe to a model of leadership that identifies a problem and hopes somebody else is going to come and help kind of solve it. We know that we have residents who are suffering from medical debt. We know that med- outstanding medical debt stands in between people and the health care coverage they, they deserve. We know some of those folks have children, and those children can't go to the doctor because they've got this kind of stress of medical debt hanging over their head. And we've also been through a global pandemic. We know that when our neighbors can't go to the doctor, we're less safe. I can't think of anything more important that we can do right now with that knowledge, especially with uh, COVID relief dollars, dollars that we got from the federal government, specifically for the purpose of helping our community recover uh, from the pandemic, then making sure all of our residents have access uh, to go to the doctor. It's going to require some creativity. It's going to require some boldness. It's going to require some willingness to, to, to try new things. And at the end of the day, like I said, leadership isn't about kicking the can down the road or saying somebody else needs to solve these problems. Leadership is about saying, it's us. We're going to be responsible. We're going to help people today. St. Paul Mayor Melvin Carter with us. If you think about it, Mayor, 
it's a relatively small investment, right? For a for a million bucks, you get to wipe out a hundred ten million dollars of medical debt. Like if I were mayor, I I would take that. I would take that ride. I mean, why not, right? It really is a no-brainer. And here's the, here's the way I look at it. I tell folks all the time, you know, we mess up when we think a city is a, is a stack of buildings or a group of streets and roads and sidewalks. A city is a family of people. It's a group of people. And if you were to tell me for the Carter family, for the people who I love, for the faces that I see, the people who I know, if you were to tell me that if we can scrape together a million dollars, we can increase my family's net worth by a hundred million dollars, it'd be an absolute no-brainer. So if we care about each other, if we care about our community, this really is just that much of a no-brainer. It's a 100-to-1 proven model. Uh, it's not even experimental. The organization we're working with has done it all across the country to the tune of billions of dollars. It's what private sector companies do every single day, buy, buy debt for pennies on the dollar. Uh, it, it really is a no-brainer, which is why you know the fact that it suddenly became so controversial in City Hall uh, frankly came as kind of a surprise to us, except for the fact that it's new. You know, we got to yeah. know that we're, we're going to have to do some new things. You get that, though, where when people are looking at things and saying, look, like we are the city government. Our main job is to to provide basic services, make sure the snow gets cleared and the roads uh, don't have giant car swallowing potholes like you get that. Uh I guess, are you challenging this idea that, that that's the only thing you can do? I mean, there are lots of great ideas that you probably don't have the budget to do or the expertise to do. It, it is always a balancing act, isn't it? You know, it's sometimes even just a trap because, you know, the biggest conversation we've had this year has been about the sales tax proposal that we passed uh, yeah. to help uh, add a billion dollars to public infrastructure funding over the next 20 years. Some of the same folks who are saying we should focus on focus on that instead were the ones who opposed the plan to tangibly, uh, you know, improve our streets. And so, yes, I'm saying that we can do both at once. But I think more over more than more than that. I'm saying I think those aren't really the real arguments. You know, I, I, it's, it's hard for me to believe that somebody who two months ago was saying we should say no to a billion dollars to fix our streets now thinks, you know, the most important thing we should do with this million dollars is fix our streets. This is about something other than that. And I think at the core, it's about it's, it's not a disagreement over whether we should wipe away people's medical debt or not. It's a disagreement at the core of whether government, whether it's appropriate or inappropriate for government services to tangibly make everyday people's lives better. I say yes. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Mayor Melvin Carter from St. Paul uh, talking about the new plan in St. Paul clearing medical debt. It'll be about 40,000 plus people that it'll wipe out uh, their medical debt. And these are low income people who have enough challenges in life. And it's not like the the city is just paying off the debt. You're paying this nonprofit, which buys the bad. It's the, the debt. It's sort of that's right. Yeah, it's a process that's been playing out throughout. Uh, throughout the country in different ways. So pretty interesting stuff. Other things in the budget that you're really excited about in the coming year? 
you know, I'm excited about the opportunity to invest in public safety. This budget continues our double down on infrastructure, continues our double down on public safety. And I'll tell you, it's, it's not something, you, you know, that, that's exciting in a reelection campaign. But one really important thing that this budget does is uh, it shores up a lot of our uh, sort of central services needs. So there's a, a, a big investment in our human resources department uh, that I could nerd out with you about over drinks sometime uh, <laughs> that, you know, like I said, isn't all that exciting on a public level, but it's important to everything else that we want to do from keeping our rec centers open to keeping, you know, firefighters on duty. Uh, and it gives us the opportunity to continue to double down. We're doing some really exciting stuff in our fire department, changing the models of how we respond to, to, to 911 calls, uh, reducing, we've reduced our response times to medic calls by, over, by, by just under a full minute. Uh, which, you know, sounds like a little bit of time to everybody who's uh, not experiencing a cardiac arrest right now, but a minute is a whole lot of time. And so, you know, it gives us the opportunity to double down on some of those strategies as well. And to do all of that within the context of a 3.7% property tax increase, uh, I think demonstrates, like I said, the financial discipline uh, that our our, our administration takes takes really seriously. I, I have to say, this is this is a budget that I'm really proud of. Mayor Melvin Carter with us. Mayor, what what what's going on on Grand Avenue? We had the announcement that uh, Pottery Barn is closing over at Grand in Victoria. J.W. Hume, which is a, a was a St. Paul leather maker uh, dating mm-hmm. back more than a hundred years, they shut down uh, their entire operation, but they closed their Grand Avenue store. The other day, what what's you know, business owners have been uh, speaking up more against kind of the tax burden in uh, in their view in the city of St. Paul. What what do you say as far as the, the future of Grand Avenue? You know, I, I think it's more than what's going on on Grand or even more than what's going on in St. Paul. It's what's going on in the world as just the, the way our consumer, uh, you know, consumer habits have changed uh, are, are just globally speaking uh, less about, you know, going down to the neighborhood, you know, uh, commercial corridor and more about, you know, going to the living room and getting online. And that's made a really, really challenging marketplace. Uh, for these great phenomenal, phenomenal uh, kind of spaces uh, like we're used to seeing on Grand Avenue. And so, you know, w- w- this is, this is I think, exactly the point that I'm trying to make as a community, as a city. We're going to have to continue to reinvent ourselves. We're, uh, you know, the, the, the you know, while, while there are folks who kind of seem to always be focused on trying to get us back to the heyday of the 80s or the 90s or the 60s or whenever, you know, our point is always we've got to be pushing forward. We're going to have to, you know, prove our, our, our relevance tomorrow. In, in a way that's independent from you know what we were excited about 10, 20 years ago, and so I think that same thing is going to be true for Grand. Um, and you know the great thing is we've still got a, a, an enormous number of you know retail of of of, uh, of, of entrepreneurs, of business folks, of investments, uh, of, of of places on Grand uh, that are exciting places to be. Um, and you know we're going to have to think about just the, our our ability through those spaces uh, to provide the type of experiences. Not just products, because people can go on the internet yeah, to get products. Yeah. Uh, we have to be a community about experiences, and Grand is actually really well poised to do that. Do so you, do you Seven, have so any is, uh, do, the east side? Do you have any muscle in order to try to you know one one of my concerns in both of our cities in Minneapolis and St. Paul is that you have, uh, and it's not always out of state landlords, but it's often out of state landlords who have no incentive in their mind to make a deal on rent 
uh, maybe mm-hmm. creating an opportunity for a local business. And instead, they would rather just have the storefront empty. So on paper, the value of their building is higher. Uh, it's sort of a right. crappy thing to do to a community, but I feel like we're seeing it both in Minneapolis and in St. Paul. Well, and, and Jason, this goes exactly right back to what I was saying. Is like is this approach to economic development, this approach to the economic future of our community that's less about sort of paper values uh, and more about saying how do we help people accumulate wealth and how do we help people make money work for them? It's one of the things, you know, one of the things that we're going to be talking about pretty soon is, you know, part of our uh, strategy around cooperative ownership models. One of our goals is to say, how do we take some of these empty buildings and say, you know, the 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 the, the woman who's been uh, renting a storefront in this building for ten years, you know, she needs an opportunity to pull her money together with some of the other renters and buy it. The folks who have lived in some of the residential buildings uh, who are, have been struggling or who may have, you know, un- overdue maintenance, you know, how, how do we help low-income residents pull their money together and buy the building that they live in? Uh, so that's one of the things that we think can be a really um, in, uh, really intriguing part of our economic portfolio uh, leading into the future is this notion of cooperative ownership in ways that help us stabilize our tax base, uh, preserve jobs and housing opportunities while building wealth for our residents. So more to come on that. Uh, Mayor of St. Paul, Melvin Carter, we appreciate the time today. Uh, thank you for being with us. Thanks so much for having me on. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 